named Monk. And uh, he doesn't look like your traditional monk. He actually looks like a train hopper. He's like kid, early 20s. He's got face tats. He walks around barefoot. He couldn't, and couldn't do all these things that I was doing because they were against the rules, right? I try to smoke with him. He can't smoke. I try to buy him a drink. He can't drink. It's against the rules. He asked if we can get some almond milk. And my friend said, well, I have chocolate almond milk. He's like, I can't drink chocolate. That's against the rules. Then he was telling us a story about smoking crack by the train tracks. And we were like, wait a minute, Monk, you can smoke crack? And without missing a beat, he was just like, yeah, I can smoke crack. Crack's not against the rules. The rules were written like way before crack was invented. And then we sat there and thought about all the things he can do as a monk. Like, I'm pretty sure he can still do heroin, maybe. I don't know. Probably not opium, though. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So, you know, this mutiny radio thing needs your help to keep going. So we got this donation bucket here. There ain't no nation like a donation. There ain't no city like generosity. You don't have to be a Rockefeller to help a feller, and you don't have to be a Donald Trump to help a chump. So if you could donate for your stage time to help this place stay ashore, ahoy mateys, Muni Radio, that would be awesome. It would. So like, I'm a hippie, but I'm like pretty bad at it. Like, cause I like, I like eating meat and making money and taking showers. And I don't think like shoving a crystal in my pussy is gonna like cure my yeast infection. I don't really see the science behind that. I just kind of like fell into the lifestyle, you know, like the free drugs, you know? Okay, well that's probably because I have tits actually, not because I was a hippie. Like the free travel, like who doesn't want to be homeless across every major city in America? You know, and like the wondering like, was I really in an open relationship or did I get talked into joining some kind of weird sex cult again? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, STD. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. But we're going to have a great show, and I'm going to bring up the first comic, Casey. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Been a loving yes. It's a perfect emotional tone for my act. <laughs> Amazing. What was that? Do you know who that was, Warhol? Song and Bone, episode 17, So it's m- music for a TV show? For a radio show. A radio show. Oh, okay. Fascinating. All right. Well, <sighs> let's see. I, uh, what do we want to talk about? I don't know. I feel like there's... Like if I know every, pretty much everybody's name in here, then like it's a little hard for me to be like, this is me and my name is Casey and let's all act like you don't know my, you know, essence. Mark, what? Thank you, thank you. Mark, what do you got going on on your phone? Do you play games or are you like Facebook? I'm actually looking at, uh, at cities. That actually should have been my first guess. Yeah. That's. <laughs> uh, you know, I I know that you have an appreciation for art. Yeah. That's I agree. That's awesome. I have to admit, you made like a pretty cool intro. I think that was like the mo- like it felt like I was in the middle of a cartoon when you rolled up in your car and your <laughs> windows were all down and you're just like blasting. What was it like Eminem? <laughs> and then you got a little dog on your lap. I was like, this is I'm, I'm in a music video right now. I don't know what's happening. Cody's with us. In, you know, in and out shirt. I love in and out. Did you did you have to buy food in order to get that T-shirt? You got it when you were drunk. At an In-N-Out or just some? I was in, it was in and out in Vegas. 
in and out in Vegas. You walk in, you're like, hey, let me get a double-double and a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. And they were like... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, no, I was just curious. I have a, I have a Pizza My Heart T-shirt from when I was 16, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world where if you buy a pizza, they give you a free T-shirt. And then I had Pizza My Heart, and I was like, I deserve this free T-shirt. This is really bad pizza. <laughs> Uh, uh, Rachel, that was awesome. You've been on some adventures. That's been cool. Sometimes I forgot that you're, like, I forgot for a second that your mom were, le I guess they have to be lesbians if this, you know, yes. plural, not singular. Yeah. Okay. What, what am I, am I heading into dangerous territory, Warhol? Is she gonna, is Rachel gonna like kick me in the shins after this? Oh, I was just curious. No, no, it was great. Uh, that's awesome to have like supportive parents with stand up comedy. It's really nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was funny. I, um, I, uh, sometimes I think about stand up comedy a lot, like especially like my first year and just like the relentless bombing I had to go through. You know, like I remember after one mic, like uh, Tony Sparks was hosting a place and I, and I walk off stage and being a nice guy, he, he walks up to me and just goes, hey man, can I give you some advice? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he goes, try to be more personal on stage. And I was like, yeah, personal? He's like, yeah, just try to be more of a person. <laughs> like, like not be so weird and just have nothing to say. Um, that was fun. I uh, I don't really have anything more to add, so I think I'm just gonna give the time back to the room. Boo. Yeah. Boo? Can I can do more time, yeah. but okay. That feels really anticlimactic. I I think I'm good. If we go around again, I'll I'll go okay. up. Okay. Yeah. Casey, yeah. yay! So, yeah, don't forget to donate to Mutant Radio. Um, I'm going to give all the money to David Stolowitz because I heard that he knows what to do with donations. Um, yeah, the funny thing is about having lesbian parents is I grew up in the Midwest. And uh, growing up, people were like, whoa, two moms? That's weird. Must have been rough. But now I live in the Bay Area. People are like, whoa, the Midwest? That's weird. It must have been rough. Your next comedian I don't think has two moms. But he should. He's missing out. All right. Uh, Cody Abe, everyone. Yay. Uh, just as a clarification, you can have two moms if your parents are divorced. Unless you don't recognize one of them as your mother, in which case they're either a real bad, terrible person, or you're just a dick. So, I mean, like, well, one of the, I think you would be like, you just wouldn't really, like, you forgot or something like it'd be there in front of you your whole life and you just wouldn't see it like that I don't know uh geez this is a fun way to do a mic right just <laughs> no 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 actual time limit and everyone just just you know in the room like I only know five four people I'm sorry I don't know what, who you are what's your name man Rob, how you doing today? Just passing through. Want to do some open mic comedy on a Saturday? Yeah, that's that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> oh god okay do i want to just blow through my site i will do it so uh a little bit about me i know none of you know anything about me right. i i am japanese as denoted by the headband i wanted to make it easy for everybody to just guess uh also i'm from hawaii which also means that i have a lot of mixed feelings about pearl harbor i do it's uh on one hand uh, they fucking attacked my home, those bas those Japanese bastards. On the other hand, they did it for honor and their family. You know, they didn't want to just kill themselves for no reason. They just decided to do it for the do it for a cause. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I am from Hawaii. I am. Uh, it's a, I love growing up in Hawaii. You know, it's a great place. There's a lot of family. Like it's like a family vibe there. But. Uh, People ask me like what my favorite thing about Hawaii is. I say it's leaving. I don't like being from Hawaii. No, I just like leaving Hawaii because I ended up uh, feeling trapped. You know, such a small town, like small town vibe. Like it, I just didn't want to end up, you know, fucking my cousin at all. Like, like if you think that, like people in Alabama like do incest and stuff. Like imagine Alabama. But like in like a very small like island, like that's like not I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I. Hi, <laughs> Bean. Bean's a dog, not just a person. Kobe Bean Bryant. This is his middle name. You know that, Kobe. Kobe Bean, Bean Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, I like Kobe. Anybody here a Kobe fan? Kobe fan? You Kobe? No, no, not a Kobe fan. Kobe fan. I, I'm not sure who that is. Kobe Bryant? Basketball player. Yeah, basketball player. Okay, go. Oh, you got it. Well, Fuck. I love. I like Kobe <laughs> beef. Kobe. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh. The I don't know. Anyways, uh, uh, so I had a I had a girlfriend once that uh, fetishized me for being Asian. I uh, enjoyed it. I did. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it. It was uh, uh I didn't at first because it kind of took me by surprise. I kind of ignored the signs. She said when we first went out that her previous three boyfriends were Asian. You know, that could just be a preference, right? It could be. Uh, then on our second date, she told me that she wanted to call me her buff dumpling. And I'd been going to the gym at that point, so I just thought it was a compliment, you know? Didn't really pay attention to the, more of the buff part, because I was, you know, I felt a little bit swole. Just came from the gym. And then, uh, like the first time that we got a little intimate, she just whispers in my ear, give me your Asian cock. And I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a fetish at that point. But we're about to have sex. And I uh, just came. So <laughs> we're done here. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, like she, <laughs> she's a, that was a fun time. I was actually her first Japanese boyfriend. Uh, so like, you know, she, she had, 
all of her boyfriends have been Asian, so she had, you know, the, the lumpia from the Philippines. She had the egg rolls from China. And uh, my Kobe beef now. You know, that's what she had. I'm just glad to be a part of that uh, Asian man charcuterie platter she has going on, like in the her vagina flora. That apparently, I don't know. What else? What else? So, I kind of had to break up with her, though, because she would always do these things and play. She she would always she liked the wrong kind of music. Uh, so she would always listen to covers of songs, uh, and she would always say this one thing, and she would it just piss me off. She was she would always say, "This one's so much better than the original," and you know because I was uh, because I was uh, I was getting laid at the point. Uh, I had to agree with her, even though I knew that I was just being a liar. I was lying to myself, my family. Um, I'm not. I wasn't even being a cool liar. I wasn't being, you know, like a spy or a or a or a jet or Obi Wan. You know, I wasn't doing anything for my country or the Jedi Council. I was doing it uh, to st- to 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 just have that one step above masturbation. You know, like the no. Uh, <laughs> Is that where I wanted to go with that joke? I don't know. We're we're just talking here right now. Uh, a few more people walked in, so uh, can you can you go to my phone and see well, how much time I'm at? Yeah. Yeah. Please make me funny. I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I I see seven on my phone. I think Rachel uh I think she riffed for about a minute, so I have a minute left. Okay, I'm lighting myself. She lit me, but then I I lit myself first. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not going to the White House. I wasn't invited. Okay. Um. Anyway, what do I want to leave on? Uh. <sighs> Everybody make it loud for your host, Rachel Pinson. Cody Abbey, everyone, yeah. Talk about Rachel issues. Actually, I will. So you were saying that you don't want to, you don't like dating people from Hawaii because you want to avoid fucking your cousin or something. I'm from Appalachia. I feel the same way. Like, and, but I take it too far, so now I don't even like to date white guys. But it's really hard to turn them down because I don't want to be responsible for the next mass shooting. You know, <laughs> it's putting a lot on me. Um, it's a lot of stress. Well, our next comedian, if he ever comes in the building, you've seen him at. He's adjectives, and you've seen him at nouns, and you can slap your hand with your other hand together for Mark Neuer, everyone. Thank you, thank you. I don't know if Bean's gonna cooperate. Nope, doesn't sound like it. Not, not gonna cooperate. That's fine. We're gonna do the damn thing. You know what I mean? How's everyone doing? That's wonderful. It's Saturday. You ever hear the song, uh, Just Another Manic Monday? Just another manic Monday. And then it says, I wish it was Sunday. 
because that's my fun day. Sunday is the day before Monday, you stupid cunt. That means that whatever you did on Sunday is the reason you hate Monday. So maybe if you change up your fun day to Saturday, um, you know, you might have a different result with your Monday. She just made a song, so every day is Friday for her now. Every day is Sunday. Every day is her front fun day. She doesn't ever have to fucking worry about Monday again. It's tremendous. I should, I should just make songs about my woes and worries and my concerns. Like I should make a bean song about killing this dog. <laughs> she, she wants to play. I don't know if you can tell, but she really... It's uh, what, give the dog what seven minutes in heaven. I don't know what you're into, but I'm not making out my fucking dog. <laughs> Go do it then. <laughs> you're such a little cunt. Come here. Well, you wanted to play, then play then. This can be my set. I don't give a fuck. I have a, I have a cousin. When I first got this, uh, yeah, no, get over here. You don't want to go viral. Oh my god! And then she just doesn't move. That's her. Te- that's her. That's her defense mechanism. Come here. Can you can you do me a favor? Could you hold my dog? You could hold her in your hands, inside, however you'd like to do it. Thank you. I'll give you 35 cents when I get off the stage. I was on my way to do that right about now. Thank you for, uh, for putting me back on track with what I was trying to do. Wow. Um, I have a cousin. When I first got Bean, I stayed the night at my aunt's house, and I slept on the couch. Like, and I, She was like a pup. Like, she was even smaller than she is now. She's only, what, 3.8, maybe 4 pounds right now. She was like a pound and a half when I found her on the street. And uh, I was like cuddling her on the couch and my cousin comes down in the morning. He's like, get that fucking dog out of here. My dog's gonna eat that thing. And I was like, my dog's fine. He's like, well, mine isn't. He has a fucking pit bull. You know, he has a fucking like a, a real life, like a real, what you see on the internet, pit bull. You know what I mean? Like a real one that really takes like real shits and eats real dogs, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, if your fucking dog even thinks about thinking about fucking with my dog, I'm throwing it out the fucking window. Are you kidding me? It's bananas. Meredith Slaughter says she really likes that joke, but I just like can't get on board with it, you know? I don't know, I just feel like it's just the, the ending doesn't, throwing a dog out a window, like I would, but I would, you know what I mean? I would, are you kidding me? Like a pit bull, like any kind of, like, it's like, my dog is, is, is doing nothing wrong, right? Like, my dog does, it, it doesn't, it's not, what the fuck is it going to do? It's an angel. You know what I mean? It's sent from God. It's like, it's like nothing pounds, right? It's nothing pounds. Nothing pounds. Any normal, on its medication, uh, dogs would never. You know what I mean? So, that would, that's, I guess that's the moral of the story. Anyways. Any more bean material? Oh, bean, all she does is bark and shit everywhere. I should, I should have named her Peeve. Because she's a pet. <laughs> my, mom had a, my mom had a stroke. She had a stroke last week. She actually had three. They were minor. She's fine. Uh, at least the stroke face will cover the resting bitch face. 
At least you can laugh about it because she fucking can't anymore. She can't. It's like a fucked up two-face. You know what I mean? B knows what I mean. I'm not going to do the rest of that joke because it's not funny when no one laughs at it. So, but last night, wow. Can I give a review of my set last night? Boy, let me tell you, I tore my, Michael Collins a new ass. Whoever Michael is, I fucked him. Michael Collins got fucked last night by Mark Neuer. Isn't that right, Bean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Boy, let me tell you, that murdered. There was a dude who took out his dick. Dre Myers co- like commanded him. Like, like it just like it, he pulled out his whole like his whole shit in the middle of the audience. Like everything, pulled out his whole pants. And his dick, balls, everything. He's a new comic, just met him. Forget his name. His name's like Sam or something. Did the whole, di- the, did the whole deal. I swear to God. And I had to follow that. <laughs> I, think, I think that needs to be my opener every time. Some dude needs to open for me by whipping out his whole dick in the audience, then doing a set afterwards, like two, two comics later. He did a set. And then Kip was like... <laughs> Kip took the mic from the fucking dude. Was like, if you ever take out your dick again, was like, it was like WrestleMania, dude. It was like bananas. And then this like new comic, her name's Julie. She's like a like a fucking five foot nothing girl. Was like co-hosting with toothbrush, <laughs> and they could not control. Toothbrush got up after Dre Myers set. Toothbrush got up to take her off stage. He's like, well, only white people. And Dre Myers got back up off stage, took the mic from fucking Toothbrush, and did another three minutes. Was like, I- I'm doing an encore. Fuck you, Toothbrush. Literally out of her words. Jesus. Out of her mouth. Those were her words. Did this set. Got, did another great set. Like, I guess she was, like, teetering with her set until she got the dude to take out his dick. And then, like, her next set, when she did the encore, was, like, about chodes and micropenises. And then it, like, related. Not that he, I, he did not, he, he, I guess he had a chode. I was behind. All I saw was his j- jiggled bits. You know what I mean? Those, the, the back there behind. You know what I mean? Those bits. I didn't see the front bits. Just the back bits. I saw his hole, though. When you see a man's hole at a bar. So let me tell you. Um... <laughs> You don't really know where you stand at a bar till you see another man's hole. You know what I mean? Like, like the whole, the whole hole. Are you gonna light me? I was hoping you weren't. I was in the middle of my story. You just interrupted me with your phone. It's out. What, what's going on with your phone? Let me see the, the the screen. Oh, who who got me? You got me to show my. I showed there was like I was like thirsting on some girl on Instagram. She like posted something. I liked it. It was great. So. uh... Stroke face joke, done. Michael Collins, done. Um, Dre Myers murdered. I had a great set. Um, tonight, I'm going to have another great set at Godfrey's Hearth. You guys should all come, for sure. Um, what else do I have going on? I have a show. I don't have a show. I have an open mic, which is different. I have an open mic. Did you know this? You knew this. I've been. This is my HR department. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like a startup company. I, I fucking, eat, I, I, anytime I got a question, I message this fucking, this dude is a brainiac. Sorry, you're just smart. You know what I mean? Like, you're just really intelligent. Well, what can you do? Some people are, you know, some people are like me. They, you know, they fall off a slide when they're, they're eight years old, fall right in your fucking head. They're in my dad's softball game. It was a church softball game. And I was on the outside of a circular tube slide. And this... <laughs> And this girl, I was waiting at was waiting at the top, like inside the slide, like where I couldn't see her, right? Because it's a tube, and I'm like crawling on the top, 
and she just pops up like peekaboo like and just ah! and fucking I literally throw myself off the slide however many stories that is and fucking crash landed on my head and my dad didn't even take me to the doctor he's like no oh, you're fine because <laughs> we didn't know what concussions were then you know there were just people that were weird and people that aren't you know my brother got hit in the head with a softball when he was a kid a little different it's a little different. It's not a genes thing. It's just we're retarded because we did it to ourselves. It's a family lineage, you know? Well, this went great. Uh, the, the Richmond District open mic, uh, you're all more than welcome to come out. Cody Abe uh, always gets extra time because um, he's going to be my next flyer. So, you know. Not yet. Cool. Have a great night. Mark Noyer, everyone. Telling us stuff. Into the microphone. Yeah. All right, our next comic coming up to stage. Give it up for Rob. Mass shootings, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to talk about that today. It's the American dream, man. Mass shootings. Trump, man, government ain't gonna do shit. He's talking about video games and shit. You know what I mean? It's bullshit, dog. I grew up playing Mario. Yeah, you know what I mean? I have yet to become a little Italian man running around doing <laughs> mushrooms, riding dinosaurs. It hasn't happened. I played Halo. I have yet to defend the human race against an alien religion. Although Scientology came close, I almost had to shoot a few of them motherfuckers. But other than that, and then I played Mortal Kombat, most violent game there is. I've been in plenty of fights. I have yet to rip somebody's spine out, hold it above my head and somebody say, fatality, Rob wins. Never happened. We need real solutions, man. And I'm gonna tell you, Got to be real. Got to start giving these weird white dudes some pussy. That's just what it is. The El Paso shooter drove nine hours to do that shit. You have to have an extreme case of blue balls to stay mad for nine straight hours. But I mean, it's impossible to stay mad that long if you're getting pussy on a regular basis. You ever tried to stay mad at a one? You ever tried to stay mad through a blowjob? It's fucking impossible. You can't do it. I remember I was mad at this chick, right? And I was going in, I gotta admit she was wrong, which was a miracle, because women don't apologize for shit. And man, I was going in, I'm like, nah, fuck you, bitch, I'm out. I don't need this. She was like, hey, can I just, just I'm sorry, can I suck your dick or something? Like, no, you think, you think I'm that simple? You think it's that easy? Fuck that, I'm out. Now, right then, I was gonna try to storm out, but see, the issue I have is the way I'm made up, my dick can shut down the bottom half of my body at any given moment. So it kind of looked like this. It was like, nah, fuck you, bitch, I'm out. You think I'm that easy? I don't need this shit. Fuck you. And it was like, what the fuck? And so now, not only am I arguing with her, I'm arguing in my head with my dick. And it's, it's, it's fucking, I'm looking at him, I'm looking down at him like, word? You gonna do me like this? You gonna pick this bitch over me? He looks up at me like, Oh, my bad, homie, I ain't know. Were, were you gonna suck me? 
I was like, nigga, what? I'm just saying, I was like, you, you remove a few of your ribs, man. You got a big mouth and some nice lips. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean, DSL's on you. I was like, nigga, fuck you. He's like, yeah, she about to. You shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, hold up. Where was I at with that? Yeah, man. And so, yeah, she started kissing me. Grabbed my dick through my pants while I was arguing with my dick, and I didn't end up going nowhere. And the thing is, if she's good, you'll forgive her. You'll, you'll let it go, whatever. If she's a beast, you won't even remember what the fuck you were mad about. It's like, we good, baby? I'm like, huh? What, what happened? It's like, nothing. You know what I mean? Then I'm like, what? It's like a Jedi mind trick, right? It's like, I did not set your clothes on fire. And then I'm like, <laughs> it was like, and I come back to it. I'm like, baby, what happened to my shirt? And she's like, uh, global warming? I don't know. Like, my dumb ass, it's, it's been getting pretty hot these days. It's gonna get hard to breathe pretty soon. Gotta do something about this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also, who shoots up a Walmart? Like, how can you shoot up somewhere where you can get video games, watermelon, and condoms? That's like a fucking one. Shot up a DMV. Like, I don't know. Me personally, I get dark thoughts. I've thought about suicide, homicide, and genocide in the DMV all while trying to get my tags on my car. It's, I, I hate that place. You know what I mean? It's like, bitch. If I had another form of ID, I wouldn't be. In to get an ID. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, them sense to me. Get dark thoughts in there, man. You know, so you just, you gotta, sex is a stress relief, man. Y'all gotta start fucking these dudes. It's just what it is. You gotta start, just find a strange white man and fuck him for the country. Do it for the country. You know what I'm saying? All right, what else I got? I just hope life doesn't throw it. anything at me a dick suck can't fix. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah, I remember I came here like the day after that dude broke that window. And I didn't know it was a black dude, which is funny to me. I actually saw the video on Worldstar. And what, was, what tripped me out was like he made it a race thing, right? He was like, I'm the only black nigga here. Y'all fucking with me and blah, blah, blah. And I guess the dude behind there was black and he attacked the first nigga he saw. I was like, that doesn't make sense to me, bro. I don't know, man. Nigga, see how we do each other, bro? Like, it's like everybody else disappeared and he just saw the black dude and was like, where are you from, homie? Where are you from? And I'm like, yo, that's a trip to me, bro. See how we do each other. See how niggas do niggas. Don't be like us. Be better than us. <sighs> that's, that's all I got right there. All right. Appreciate it. Rob, everyone. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I had no idea that I could save the country with my country. I didn't know that I should just fuck more people. Listen and unlearn, everyone. Listen and unlearn. Let's forget everything my lesbian moms taught me. All right. Our next comedian coming here is amazing, and she's here. Yay! Give it up for Sabrina Miller. Yeah, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes and start fucking. Let's keep the homicide rate low. <laughs> That's right, be an ally. 
I've been thinking about uh, global warming lately. There have been a lot of news stories. Did you hear that uh, Europe has had its hottest summer ever? Uh, Alaska just changed its nickname to Baked Alaska. It's fucked up that they, uh, the Weather Underground is getting credit for that joke. I came up with that joke months ago. Uh, like, comedy can't even keep up with global warming anymore. That's how fucking bad it's got, gotten, though. And I'm worried about the future because one day, not too distant future, you know, there's going to be a polar bear in the Arctic sprains its ankle. And it's not going to be able to ice it down, folks. We're just going to have fucking polar, bear, polar bears just limping around. Are, do you want that on your conscience? I don't. I don't. I just had a really good cup of coffee today, and I've, I've, got, I've got ideas to, uh, to like solve climate change. I do. And I think we can prevent you know, Earth from turning into the new Venus by like combining ecstasy and speed. That's my latest idea. Like not separately, but like together, you've heard of a speed ball. Uh, I think ecstasy and speed together would be like an Earth Day ball, something like that. Like, cause ecstasy and speed, cause we need to love the Earth really, really fast. <laughs> you got a better way, I don't know. I got solutions. Let's just, let's just send millions of white people to Alaska in that area. Just have them wear all white, like white hats, white parasols, umbrellas, fucking, and just fucking, you know, have picnics a lot. You see what I'm saying? Just reflect that sunlight back into the, uh, back out into space though. It's great. Fucking lots of picnics. That's nice. All right, that concludes the riffing portion. Um, all right, let's time to get ready for that Netflix special here. So I miss being a kid. I do. There is no global warming. And when I was in grade school, like, I miss being immortal. That was great. And now my immortal knees are acting up, like especially my immortal left knee, you know what I'm talking about? Like my knee is popping before my boyfriend does when I go down on him. It's like life at 40, guys. Yay. <laughs> and one thing I miss is my teachers telling me I could be anything I wanted to be when I grew up. Them saying it with a straight face and me believing it. It's a good times, right? Career day. Anybody dream big? Like, Rachel, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, say, first, second grade. Uh, yeah. you, you wanted to grow up to be a cat? Oh, that's cool. All right. Cody, what about you? What do you actually do? Uh, I work at Whole Foods. You work at Whole Foods. Well, it's not too late. Talk to Graham Galloway. Like, he's really excited about the pharmaceutical industry. I think he can, uh, <laughs> he's really excited, you know. He might just, I don't know. Just think about it. He might do the hard sell, though. Anyway, it's hard sell. When I, you know, when I, when I was in grade school, I wanted to be a female physicist, female meteorologist, female, oh my God, that was great. You've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, that was great, you know, teachers telling me I could grow up to be anything I wanted to be, and then the Catholic Church telling me that I could grow up to feel guilty about whatever I chose to be, so I'm like, what the fuck here? Ah, no. Um, I like to state my uh, preferred gender pronouns. I always like to do that. My preferred gender pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'd also like to state my PGIs. Uh, Rob, are you familiar with PGIs? PGI. Have you heard this joke before? Cool. They are preferred gender insults. My preferred gender insults are cunt, and damn cunt, and of course, goddamn cunt. That's right, put 78% of your money where your mouth is. That's all I'm saying. I know, it's a triggering word. 
for you it triggered a little bit of laughter uh the first time a guy called me a kind it, it was very triggering it triggered this I don't know, this warm feeling of satisfaction just welling up, you know? Knowing that I'd won that argument about global warming. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I don't know, when people learn that I'm trans, you know, they have, they have different reactions, you know? And these reactions fall into uh, two categories. The first category is like, it's like, oh my God, like, thank you. Thank you for being so accepting. And like, seriously, dude, the second one, I, I remember when I came out to a comedian friend of mine last year, like at first I thought he was really cool about it and then I overheard him talking to a friend of his around the corner and he was like, ah, Sabrina, ah, she had me going. She had me fooled for like three months. She had me fooled. Is that what I'm doing here? Am I fooling people? No. That's the Catholic Church, motherfucker. <laughs> that, that's public school history textbooks with that uh, chapter about Christopher Columbus. That's, I don't know, that's Nature Valley granola bars. Y'all millennials, you don't remember that day? When you brought that box of granola bars home, you opened up that box, you're like, where the fuck is a six granola bar? Kaiser, you, you relate to that? You remember that day? It's fucking, fucking bait and switch. You don't remember that? Enjoy your youth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're lucky. The trials and tribulations. Oh. Last week, I overheard two male comedians ta talking shop before an open mic. And the younger, cuter guy was talking about how being a white, heterosexual, cisgender male put him at such a disadvantage <laughs> in comedy. I'm like, oh, shit, the struggle is real. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, thank God like, that I was born transgender. Oh my God, roll me some sevens, baby. <laughs> Fucking white heterosexual cisgender male. That's like 60 is a new 40, but like being a white, uh, uh, white heterosexual cisgender male in comedy, that's like the new snake eyes, I guess. I don't know. Like, what is the struggle, guys? Like, help me to wrap my mind around this. Like, what are you struggling with? Like, uh, not hitting on women? You know, not hitting on female comedians that you book on your show? Like not whipping your dick out and masturbating in front of them? Is that like you're just struggling with that self-control? I don't know, what, what is it? It's like, are you intimidated by the fact that more trans women are doing comedy in the Bay Area? Is that it? Or are you just struggling with the fact that women are funnier than men? I don't know. I'm just pandering to Rachel right now. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know, that last part was kind of like an infomercial. It's like, are you a white, heterosexual, cisgender male comedian? Are you struggling with all the, uh, the uh, are you struggling with all the disadvantages that you face in the comedy community on a daily basis? Well, good news, there is hope. The solution is stop being a whiny little bitch and fucking woman up. I gotta work in a trans joke, fucking like trans up there. Um, I get a lot of questions about my transition. People are very curious. I've gotten a lot of questions over the years. And uh, one of the most common ones, as you can imagine, is, you know, oh, Sabrina, have you had the surgery down there? And I don't, I don't know why guys always do that with their eyes, like down there. And I'm like, dude, no, I have not had the foot reduc reduction surgery yet. Uh, that is a very risky surgery. Not cool to ask that. Um, my feet are fine just as they are. So. Uh, another question that I get is, 
Well, I get questions about my sexuality. This one guy asked me which way I leaned. <laughs> Seriously, some random drunk comedian, uh, male comedian at an open mic. And he was like, oh, did you like uh, women before your transition? And uh, do you like men now that, uh, now that you finished transitioning? I'm like, dude, which way do I lean? Like towards the door. Oh my God, goodbye. Which way? In that moment, I did not identify as heterosexual or bisexual or fucking he a homosexual, sapiosexual, pansexual, or any of those sexuals. Like in that moment, I identified as meh, sexual, you know? Treating sex like a round trip bar ticket to Hayward or some exotic destination in the South Bay. Oh, I mean, like, I haven't been there in a while. I mean, like, maybe it's good now. <laughs> Never is. Another question I get is, what's the most difficult thing about being transgender? And I've thought long and hard about that. And I have to say the most difficult thing about being trans is like getting people to laugh at my jokes on stage. <laughs> Jesus. Also finding affordable housing. Like also men, also shoe shopping, also dating. Oh my God. I, I was on the street corner the other day in the non-prostitute sense, of course. And I was just waiting for the crosswalk signal to change, minding my own business. I was just feeling a little down, I won't lie. I was just like, <sighs> just looking like this. And this guy next to me thought it was cool to, to tell me that I should smile more. Yeah, that I would be so much prettier if I would just smile more. And I'm like, motherfucker, I just went shoe shopping. I'm a trans woman who just went shoe shopping. Don't pretend to know my struggle. <laughs> that was the day that the uh, Payless shoe source closed. That's like the trans woman's big and tall. That's what that is. Like every time a Payless closes, a trans, woman's, a trans woman cries. Like if you, were, if you were near Market and Fit that day, you would have heard my cries on the wind. It's like every time I pay less closes, a trans woman loses a part of her soul. Hey, literally, uh-oh, got to get new flats. I'm like, San Francisco, you call yourself an ally to the LGBTQIA community? It's like, really? How could you let the pay less close? We need allies more than ever during, you know, in the current administration. Like, who wants to be an ally? Like, who wants to be an ally right now? You don't? You want to be an ally? Fuck yeah, give me your shipping address after my set. Mama needs a new pair of flats and some fuck me pumps. Oh yeah. <laughs> Time to put myself back out there, Geyser. <laughs> um, let's see, so I'm single again. And I don't know, single life isn't, uh, isn't too much different, you know, than uh, daily life when you're in a relationship. You know, I still get hit on. I got hit on on the metro train and First of all, the only pass I like, you know, is the one that I load on my clipper card. That's the only kind of pass I want on the on the metro train, just this one right here. Also, I like my conversation, like I like my rail, guys, light. This guy who was hitting on me, he couldn't take a hint. You know what I'm talking about, Rachel? You're just, you're dropping hints. You're like, oh, I'm really flattered, hon. Thanks. You're like, oh, that's really sweet. I mean, like in the job interview world, that would be like, oh, well, you know, thanks for taking the time to, to come out here today. And if, uh, you know, we'll take a look at your resume, we'll keep it on file. And if we're interested, we'll give you a call. That's what the fuck that means. This guy persisted. It's the worst kind of persistence. And I had to, I had to play the boyfriend card, ladies, lady. <laughs> and, and then he played his card, literally. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. He pulled out his business card. 
and tried to hand it to me. It's like, guys, don't do that. And then he said to me, it's like, hey, well, you know, if for whatever reason it doesn't work out between you and your boyfriend, just, hey, just keep this guy in mind. Keep, give me a call. Did a little, I'm making that up. But, and, I, and I wonder, what, what the fuck, dude? Like, am I a university here? Do you think you just got waitlisted? Is that, is that what's going on? You know, it just considered me Harvard Law. You ain't never getting in here. Mm-mm, that's right. I don't know. I wonder what uh, Mr. Metro Train douchebag is like after a job interview that doesn't go so well, you know? Yeah, the, the interviewer says, yeah, we'll keep your resume on file. We'll give you a call if we're interested. And then, and then uh, Metro Train guy says, well, you know, if uh, one of your new hires decides to take a job at Google instead, just give me a call. Better yet, just shoot me an email to my Yahoo account. I'm still working on that. He was kind of a douche. I don't know. Why, why didn't I keep his card? Because I'm lonely. He can be my rebound guy. <laughs> Just put some duct tape over his mouth so he doesn't fucking talk. During, I don't know. Maybe he would have been the most amazing lover ever. I don't know. Relationships, though. Resumes. I got to get back on the dating apps. You know, I'm feeling lonely. But I'm, I don't know. I need to get myself together first. I'm feeling a little lost. And I'm actually thinking about getting back into organized religion. And um, I don't know, I, I hear getting back into organized religion is like, it's like riding a bike. You know, a bike that makes you feel really guilty when you're not fucking doing it enough. <laughs> it's like that religion is exactly like a bike. Like you think you leave that bike in their garage, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna take a break. You go upstairs, you light some candles, you know, you're gonna have some me time, you know? And then there's that fucking bike in the corner just staring at you judgmentally like a cat that's the worst when like there's a cat in the corner while you're having sex you see that cat and you're like I just want to live more I want to love more I, I want to have sex like there isn't a cat in the corner staring judgmentally at me criticizing my technique that's all I want to do so dating apps oh my god like I deleted my profile back in the day because I thought this guy was the one like we fell in love and we, we were planning all these trips together and now I gotta, you know, I gotta do the profile pic and the bio, and then of course there's gonna be the message me section, and I'm just gonna put on there, message me your resume. That's where I am at 40. I'm not fucking around. Message me your resume, also your relationship resume and your regular resume. Yeah, we should, we should do relationship resumes, you know? And guys, just, just, just send me your resumes. If I'm interested, we can arrange a little uh, Skype session. I can interview you, see if you're the one. But bring your A game. I got some questions. Like, number one, like, how do you handle conflict in a relationship? That's one. Talk about a time that you went above and beyond for the pussy. <laughs> Question three. There's got rule of three. We got to do a third one here. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? The correct answer. The correct answer is in a loving, uh, no. What is the correct answer? The correct answer is in a loving, long-term relationship with an amazing woman where I put her needs first. That's right. A relationship that's all about compromise and communication. That's the right answer. But paraphrase it. Don't pander. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Tell me what I want to hear, but, you know. <laughs> I was at Whole Foods the other day. I'm kind of ashamed to admit that. It's close. It's like two blocks away from my house. The uh, the community market is like four blocks, and I'm lazy. So it was Wednesday, 
And I didn't get hit on. I was left in peace to buy my 365 thin crust frozen pizza, you know, my, my bottle of the Three Wishes Cabernet Sauvignon, and of course, a pint of the top shelf Mediterranean mint gelato. What's that one brand? It's like, oh, it's so good. It's like, oh, it's like $20 for a pint, but it's amazing. And that's like the, that's like the single woman's hump day special. Yeah. More like the single woman's non-hump day special, am I right? More like the single woman's I'm gonna fucking hump the dryer special. I don't know, I don't have a dryer. I'm not that rich. <laughs> Can't afford a dryer. So I get to the register, I'm all excited. And I get my order total and I pull out my, my debit card to pay. And I realized that I left my debit card in my other purse. But luckily I, I had some cash from a previous night of drinking at an open mic. I could have had that, I could have had like a fifth margarita, but I turned it down because I'm fiscally responsible. So I had the cash. I had the exact amount down to the penny. And then the cashier said to me, she was like, oh, wow, you should, you should buy a lottery ticket. And I'm like, okay. And uh, I think it was a few days later that, that I got a parking ticket. It was like, what is it, like 70 some dollars? And I remember thinking, oh, damn, that's like the exact amount that I have left in my checking account. I guess I should buy a lottery ticket. But how? But how? I'm a broke comedian. Anyway, that's what I'm trying to say that. You know how you, uh, you get the fortune cookie and it's got the lucky numbers? It's got your, 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 your lucky numbers. And I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, well, where's the rest of the information? Where's the address of the liquor store I'm supposed to go to to play those numbers? There's just, they need, they need to add some more to that little slip of paper. That was a little bit of riffing right there. I like that. Um, the other end, I can close with uh, the one joke, but you've heard it before. How about like a like a new, new joke? Yeah. I would say we overuse a lot of words. One of the words that we overuse is the word hate. We just like, we just toss it. We just toss it around. Like, uh, like artisan gluten-free bread at Whole Foods. We just toss that shit around. And especially women. Rachel, we are habitual offenders when it comes to when it comes to the word hate. It's like, oh my god, like I hate my hair, I wish it was straight, I hate my boobs, like I wish I had boobs. And if you have like really big breasts, you're like, oh god, I wish I had B cups, I wish I was like Sabrina. Um, it's like, ugh, I hate my chunky thighs. They're like, ugh, they rub together too much. I'm gonna fucking start a fire. I'm disgusting. I hate my I hate my body, I'm disgusting, I hate you, God. It's like no, hate should not be used like that. Hate should be used when talking to, when talking about Hitler, not talking to Hitler, he's dead, but. Uh, yeah, when you're gonna use the word hate, like you hate Hitler, hate gluten-free pizza, uh, you know, hate high fructose corn syrup. But don't hate your body, also don't hate my cat. Like don't hate my cat, one of my exes, he hated my cat. And I was like, why, no, I wanna skip that one, I don't wanna go there. <laughs> Another word that we over, overuse is amazing. It's like Louis C.K. had a bit about that. Remember wasting amazing on a basket of chicken wings? I still love Louis C.K. for that. I feel conflicted about it, because I, I still love that joke. And I've, I've never had an amazing cup of coffee. I've heard people describe coffee as amazing. But like I've had a decent cup of coffee, uh, you know, a good cup of coffee and a great cup of coffee, but never amazing. Like, like a decent cup of coffee, like a meh cup of coffee, you know, that'll get you through an existential crisis that you're having late at night on a deserted Nevada highway as you're driving back from uh, Burning Man, you know? 
It's like, you know, you got the multitude of stars above you. You've got the highway in front of you. You've got that rest stop like 10 miles ahead that you're going to pass because you're a woman and you've seen Dateline. <laughs> Just listening to the coyotes howl you know, because of their keen awareness of the meaninglessness of it all. Um, so a cup, cup of coffee will get you through that. Now, now, like a good cup of coffee what, will a good, what do you think a good cup of coffee would do for you, though? Ah, that's my little book. I can't remember that part. It's a new one. Um, like a good cup of coffee. I've had a good, no, I've had a great cup of coffee. A great cup of coffee. Here we go. We're back on track. A great cup of coffee. You're like, yeah, today I'm going to volunteer at that homeless shelter. I'm going to be the inspiration. I'm going to finish that New York Times crossword puzzle. That's what a great cup of coffee will do for you. Now, an amazing cup of coffee, never had it, but I'm pretty sure if I, if I have an amazing cup of coffee, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be scribbling in my joke notebook, and I'm going to realize at the end of a paragraph that I forgot to dot the I's. It's going to be so amazing, I'm going to forget that I'm OCD. That's how amazing it's going to be. I'm going to get to the end of a sentence and realize that I tried to join two sentence fragments with a semicolon. That's an amazing cup of coffee if you're OCD. All right, I'll close on that meandering joke there. All right, give it up for Rachel. Lovely Sabrina Miller, everyone. Fuck yeah. I would say yay, that's Pam's thing. So fuck yeah. Okay, our next comment coming to the stage. <laughs> our next comment coming to the stage. Uh, if you've done a mic in San Francisco recently, you've probably seen his face. Yeah, give it up for Kaiser Lieb, yeah! You notice how all the way through high school you had to shower with everybody else at gym class? Right, middle school, high school. You get to college, suddenly they can afford a shower curtain. All right. We learned, what did we learn? We learned the Pythagorean theorem. Uh, we learned uh, past participle, present participle, introductory Spanish. Oh, yeah, and that Tommy Feldman already has pubes. Those are the important things. Get to college. Everybody's dicks are all grown up. No longer need to look. Now we can have the curtain. Okay, kids, here's some shower curtains. Start binge drinking. All right. I think that's the source of, like, all of my trauma was, like, the social anxiety of both, like, being expected to shower with the rest of the dudes, but also having not to, because that shit was gay, you know? And you used to, because you were 12, right? And you had to be homophobic. It was expected of you. It was like the, I don't know if you guys saw that Eddie Murphy special on Netflix. First half hour of that special is just him making fun of gay people. This is a very different world today. I'm really looking forward to the new Eddie Murphy special where it's like, hey, I didn't mean it. Right? <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be the whole thing. And we use that as an excuse, you know, oh, this is not me. This is my father. My dad's the one who's racist. I just say that. Same things that he well, like, what? No. You can't. This has been my pandering woke portion of my sad. I'm not actually woke. I'm just terrified of all of you progressives. I'm really worried, you know, that if I don't protest too much against the way things used to be, 
that nobody's going to love me. I'm going to get canceled. All of my open mics are going to get closed. There's going to be no place. Everybody will have to come to Mutiny Radio. There will be no place else to perform. Does anybody else's girlfriend wash the dishes counterclockwise instead of clockwise? What the fuck is, like everything else in this relationship is so perfect. She only uses Germanic verbs, right? She always thanks me when I greet the neighborhood animals, all right? It's just, Dad and her knees are too pointy. I think we're going to break up. Babies are stupid, huh? Yeah, babies are just tiny immigrants from the future. <laughs> sure, right now, they just want like a handout and free health care. But you know later on, they are going to be stealing jobs from hardworking millennials. We should build a really tiny wall. I do everything I can to avoid producing babies. I practice personality-based contraception. You guys are spending money on condoms and pills, and I'm just this way. <laughs> it's 100% effective, and it's free. I am like if the Walmart t-shirt section fucked a MacBook Pro. <laughs> you know? My girlfriend, though, she is a sex machine. Yeah, I built her <laughs> out of electric motors that I bought on the internet. You ever have that joke that you wanted to tell and you can't remember what it was and it's an open mic and so you fall back to your old material that you already know works and then everybody laughs and it feels really good because everybody's laughing at your jokes even though it's an open mic. But then the reason that they're laughing at the jokes is that those are the jokes that you have been working on for the past whole year. And it's like, this is just this is just cheap laughs at this point. What are we doing? It's like if you go back to the first level of Mario Brothers and you beat it again. Like, why would you do that? You're too high for this guy is too high for the why did you get high before you came to this open mic? Are you going to perform for us? Oh never. 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 Why are you here, man? You came out to an open mic on per let's clap for this guy. We've got an actual audience guy here. That's cool. Are you gonna perform? Are you too are you too high for this? Everybody clap for her, too. She's here, and she's sober. She, well, just not, not too. I think the best kinds of catangles is rectangles. I like, I like them, and buildings are them. When the brick men were building the buildings, they had a bunch of little rectangles, and they put them together, and they stacked them up. People can live and they can work, and it's great. I leave my apartment rectangle. I walk on a sidewalk made out of rectangles. I go to my work tangle. I ride the elevator rectangle back up. I press the rectangular buttons on the rectangular keyboard, and I make the rectangular lights on the screen change. When I do a good job, my boss gives me rectangles. I take the rectangles to the store. I exchange them for various goods and services. The store people, they give me back change. I do not like change. <laughs> change is circle money. So I do what any of you would do. I take the circle money outside. 
I give it to the homeless people. I'm not going to share my rectangles, but that's what homelessness is, is rectangle deficiency. Some people complain about the number of homeless people that we have here in San Francisco, not me. I embrace them, not literally. Every time I step over a pile of poop on the sidewalk, I say, thank you, poop, for making my rent cheaper, you know. One day I saw a guy out there and he was hosing off the sidewalk. He had the water and everything. I was like, man, stop doing that. You're going to make it more expensive for me to live here. I like that rectangle. I decided I was going to start doing my part. So sometimes I come downstairs. I take a shit. I don't want him to know that it's me. So I'll vary my diet. Right? <laughs> Like one day I will eat nothing but fiber, vegetables, I'll lay a nice structural Lincoln log. And then I'll go in and I'll eat nothing but ramen noodles for like a week. I'm out there, I'm spraying gang signs on the sides of the bed. Just like, no, I'm not, I'm not from San Francisco, I'm from Montana. Anybody else? No? Thanks, that's relevant. A lot of brewer too many breweries, actually. Montana, we have the, uh, the worst rates of uh, suicide and drunk driving in the entire nation. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we had to be the best at something, right? It wasn't going to be school, I mean, books. No. Beer, we got that. No. I am done with this, but Rachel is in the bathroom. So now we are going to do crowd work. He's worked, this is, this is not crowd work, sir. This is audience work. I don't know if you know how this, crowd work is where I eventually figure out what the thing was that I was going to say to Kelly Evans over here, and then we riff back and forth. Uh, but no, that was, that was, that was really good. I liked the, um, I liked the suicide in Montana. That was, that was a great thing for him to say. Guys, I want you to stop clapping for me since you have been so loudly out on the internet. They can't hear that, but these people are losing their minds the whole time. Uh, clap for Rachel Pinson instead. Thank you, Kaiser. Okay, our next comic coming to the stage. He's also adjectives and you've seen him at nouns and he's gonna tell us jokes and here he comes, Kelly Evans. That's fine. Anybody got any weed that I can smoke while I'm on stage? Is that, <laughs> I, was, I was like, before I got up here, I was like, uh, I'm not high enough for this. Uh, fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. All right. Uh, some of you know me. Fuck it. All of you know me. Well, I mean, you don't know me. Uh, and I think we met before. No? Maybe? Okay. I don't know. I just assume, like, if people are here, I've probably met you. But no, you for sure, I know I've never been here. So I was like, I would remember that face. I <laughs> would. <laughs> Not in an insulting way. This isn't going the way that I plan on it. Don't insult the one crowd member that's here, too. Uh, but she has to be here. She's my girlfriend. So that's it. I carry my own crowd with me wherever I go. Uh, that's why I'm thinking about polyamory, you know? Get like seven or eight of them. We cool with that? No? All right. That's 
I figure the best place to do it is where uh, she can't beat me up afterwards. So I asked that question in front of a group of people. Uh, <laughs> uh, you might know that people call me Handsome Kelly for some reason, or uh, I keep getting referred to as the Handsome Comic. I, I mean, I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. Uh, but I will take advantage of it, right? Like, uh, my self-esteem needs a boost, you know? Daddy needs some help. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, somebody actually said I look like John Hamm the other day with fetal alcohol syndrome. Anyway, second part's not important. All right, John Hamm, right? John Hamm. I mean, what do you get, Casey? Huh? Anybody? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Oh, God. <laughs> You're. That's. <laughs> It'd be funny if they called you worse Rob Schneider, actually. That would be. No, no, no. You're better Rob Schneider for sure. No, you're not Rob Schneider. That's Those are both totally inaccurate. First of all, your like, eyebrows aren't weirdly wavy enough to be Nick Cage. Or, no, you got too much hair. Um. Uh, not really helping, am I? That's <laughs> You're welcome. That's why I'm here. This is basically my entire set is just going to be trying to uh, boost Casey's self-esteem. You guys want to help me out here? Let's say nice things about Casey, huh? What do you got? Yeah. There we go. That's over here. Nice. I didn't come up here for stand-up comedy. I came up here uh, to make you all feel better. I'm coming out as a <laughs> public speaker. I'm going to be a life coach. Who wants to take on my services, right? Sure, I can't afford to feed myself, but I can tell you how to live a great life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ah, uh, ramen is what's for dinner. <laughs> we'll eat something else. All right. Uh, who needs good credit, right? Uh, anybody else come from a uh, religious background? Have to go to church? You, go, you ever have to go to church, right? We got one. You got to go to church every every week. Have to go to summer camp every summer. Have to keep your pastor's secrets every year. No? Okay. Last part. No? Never mind. Doesn't matter. That's not important. The point is, I did. I grew up in Texas. It's a weird place, like a lot of religious fanaticism things. Uh, I always think about because I smoke a lot of weed. Like um, the crucifixion, I think about that a lot. Like I feel really bad for the guys who had to get crucified with Christ. <laughs> like talk about getting like showed up, right? <laughs> like you're you're right there next to him. You're like, hey man, uh, I stole a loaf of bread. What'd you do? I died for all of man's sins. The fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ, check this guy out, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a new one. I like it. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to tighten it up a little bit. Um, you know, they call that entire process of him getting like beat and stabbed and like just pelted and then also made fun of like on top of everything. People were like, you suck. Your hair looks stupid, you know, like I'm sure somebody in the, there's always bad hecklers, right? There's somebody who just does not good. Like one person's like, you deserve to die. And the other person's like, walk funny. Like, no, I don't think we're, you're not on the same plane with us. All right, Mar Martha, please just catch up. All right. Anyway, <laughs> they call that the passion. That is called the passion, uh, which you'll understand if you've ever been in a relationship with a Catholic person. You're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense that we call it that. <laughs> That's, all right. I think the premise is there, but the, the wording is not. All right. Thank you. By your chuckles and uh, light amusement, I'm going to say that, sure, I'm going to keep that for now. There we go. We'll go for belly laughs. Let's go for Anybody uh, have friends that get married? Anyone? Woo! Yeah? I mean, yeah. yeah you know, you this guy, that's the sound of a guy who's been to a bachelor party recently. <laughs> Actually, there 
a bigger look of shame behind your eyes. If you have been, you're like, no, I don't get ashamed by anything. All right, I'm going to stand over here. Um, put this behind me still. Yeah, I, uh, my friend got married last year, and so I had to go to his bachelor party. And, like, bachelor parties are interesting because they're a special kind of party, right? You're, like, celebrating um, the journey into a lifelong commitment for someone by just doing as many degenerate activities in one 24-hour period as possible. Things you would never do. Basically, bachelor party equals do things that are completely despicable. That's what it, that's all it means. It's like, hey, man, we're in Vegas. You should have sex with that strip, right? you <laughs> seriously man we would i think they have cocaine here right let's do some fucking coke we can do some coke fuck it let's do heroin we should do some heroin right now you haven't walked down the aisle yet right i mean shit we're gonna do some heroin we're gonna go rob a fucking bank man i got the car ready i stole a car let's do this we're gonna go kill a guy we're gonna kill a guy in vegas because you know what they say about vegas what happens in vegas stays in a shallow grave 30 minutes outside of vegas is that not i think that's the phrase I think that was it. We're changing it, you know? We got a new marketing team on this whole Vegas thing. Rebranding, that's what we're doing. Murder a guy in Vegas, come on through. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the guy who got married, he actually told us like we couldn't tell anybody. He was like, seriously guys, uh, please don't tell anybody about this. Uh, clearly I listened, because uh, <laughs> fucking here right now. Uh, but he doesn't follow comedy, so fuck him. Uh, he actually said, you can't tell anyone, not even on your deathbed. Which I thought was like a weird way to... I mean, I know people say that about secrets, right? Not even on your deathbed. And I guess I get it. Like, you'd be concerned that... Like, it's understandable. I would want to unburden myself before I die by ruining my family's impression of me forever. <laughs> hey, Grandpa just died, but before he did, he said uh, he let a hooker peg him in Vegas. So that's cool. Also, all of our inheritance is gone. So, grandpa, huh? Right? Uh, nobody's family like mine? All right. <laughs> Anybody else have a weird mom? Anybody have one of those? I know we've talked about this before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my mom was weird. Um, and, like, I have one friend like I usually do in life, so that's good. All right, that last part I just kind of fumbled on. But, uh like, I didn't know she was, I didn't know I had a weird upbringing. Like, when you have, like, a weird childhood, or just childhood in general, you think the things that happen in your house, like, happen to everyone. But then you talk to your friends as you grow up, and you find out, nope, that's not the case. Uh, like, I remember when I was 12, I was like, hey, man, um, uh, did your mom put crystals in your lunchbox? No? Uh, you know, to focus the energy beams, right? Like, that's, no, okay, you get Capri Sun, that's cool. I get Quartz. Quartz is not as delicious as Capri Sun, <laughs> Wish I had some Capri Sun. Uh, at least my dad was like a little more normal. My dad was kind of like a guy's guy, right? Actually, this is going to work because I didn't do the first joke. <laughs> it's a callback, and I did not do the first joke. Let's move on, all right? Let's move on to things that I've actually thought of beforehand. Uh, exclamation points. Anybody else hate those, right? You have to text all the time. I do. I just feel like exclamation points sometimes make me sound like I've been eating speed for days. <laughs> like, it's just I should not be excited about this statement. Like, I'm so excited to see your parents this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel like I need to use them because otherwise I sound like a sarcastic asshole, uh, which I probably am being. You know, that's usually that's I got two speeds. Uh, mildly interested in fuck off. Uh, I just wish there was like another version of punctuation I could, like an exclamation point looks like, 
I don't know, a wreck dick, right? Can we be like, so maybe like a, a bent over, like a slight, like a slightly drunk exclamation point, you know, that's my level of excitement and inebriation typically. So it works for me. All right. Fuck, well, how much time are we doing? <laughs> uh, I think I got one more thing. Uh, what the fuck am I talking about? Uh, we did Jesus, Passion of the Christ. Uh, who wants to hear an old joke, huh? Oh no, oh no. Uh, it's not that old actually. Uh, my mom bought me a 23andMe for Christmas. Uh, yeah, no, I was like fucking totally against it. I was like, it took me nine months before I took it because I was like, uh, they're gonna clone me for sure, right? Like, I believe in conspiracies. Anybody else uh, crazy? No? <laughs> what now? Yeah, cool, man, all right. We got medicated people here. What we got? We, we sharing pills afterwards? Who's down, right? Self-medication, I feel, is the best way to go. Anyway, that's not the point. I realized uh, I come from potato people with weak ankles. Like, not exactly your clone army material. They're not, you know, no John Ham, I guess. Um, so I did it. I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Uh, and I sent in my genetic material, uh, and I found out. They wanted spit. It was supposed to be spit in the vial. I was supposed to spit in the vial. Well, I mean, it could happen to anybody, right? Like, how much semen do those lab techs get is my question. Like, who else makes that mistake? I'm not good at reading instructions is my point. You know, I jerked off in the vial. It was kind of small. It was hard to aim, but I made it happen, all right? You know, it was more of a dribble. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point is I redid it. I took the test again. I found out I'm 7% Native American, which is just enough for this joke. So you're welcome for that. Uh <laughs> Uh, it also means my mom is full of surprises, you know, like surprise. I don't know who your dad is. <laughs> what? Like you bought me the test. Don't you think there might be It's kind of a weird way to tell me, you know, <laughs> through a third party. Like that's doesn't make like that would be like if you're going to divorce someone and you break it to them by having a real estate agent take them on a tour of studio apartments. Like, Oh, you like it? Well, you live here now. I got some paperwork for you to sign. All right? Get the fuck out. Um, I'm going to need your other keys back, by the way. Uh, you know what? I'm going to end it there. That seems good as, uh, as any point. Thank you very much for your time. I'm Kelly Evans. Who wants to smoke some weed, huh? Yeah? Let's do that. Kelly everyone's... Uh, Evans everyone. Yeah. Kelly everyone's. Wait, Chris, before you go. Are you leaving? Okay, this guy runs an open mic, oh, Lord of the Zings, yeah, it's, it's next Friday? Friday? This Friday. This Friday. So you guys should all come. It's a lot of fun. Oh, you got fun? I love it. Oh, yeah. It's good. You guys should go. All of it. All of it. Can, can, I, can, I, can I promo real fast? Yeah, sure. Lord of the Zings, everybody, over at the Knockout, Knockout, Knockout on Friday, 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 August 16th, 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 16th. Uh, show up at 5 uh, to sign up. Um, if you've done it before, hit me up on, uh, on uh, the Facebooks, and um, I love you all. Thanks, Chris. All right. So after our next comic, we're just going to split up the rest of the time and give everyone a second set if they want. Uh, you want you want to do a bit? Yeah. Do you want to be next? Thanks, guys. Sure. Okay, so you can go. You can take another nap, Warhol. It's okay. Our next <laughs> our next comic. I don't know. No, no, no. It's fine. Our next comic, Chris. Oh. 
Crown everyone! Yeah! Fuck yeah! Uh, God, this is a terrible bit because I'm a terrible person. I've been on the dark web buying a lot of LSD lately because I love it. So, oh, fuck, my glasses are on. Oh, shit. Uh, I've been uh, I've been on the dark web buying a lot of LSD lately, and I um, because I'm fucked up. I just was like searching shit that I could also buy, and I I bought a kid. <laughs> At first, I was it was just gonna be like a boy, like you know. But then I was like, fuck, you know, gender isn't like I don't want to like like make sure that this person knows it's a boy you know like it it, sh- it should be non-binary um so I, I i bought this child um and i was like just sight unseen just it's coming it's coming this week um and um i'm gonna do some really fucked up shit to it like really fucked up shit and i'm really worried about who i am as a person I um this this child I'm not going to name it there will be no names it will be known as it and I'm going to raise it extremely well it's going to be the healthiest fucking child on earth no sugar ever that's how fucked up I am. No sugar ever. And it's going to go to Catholic school until eighth grade. And then I'm going to send it to fucking Montessori. Yeah, that kind of fucked up shit. Because I'm rough. It will receive zero empathy, but a ton of martial arts training. Like, it's going to know Krav Maga by the age of nine. And I am so excited for it. I'm so excited for it because then I'm going to send it on a path. At the age of nine, after it's received its Krav Maga training, it's going to start hunting pedophiles. It's going to kill all of the pedophiles. And I'm going to implant something in its brain so that when it's 20... It's going, it's going to want to kill me. But I have the password, which will be, finally, I love you. Which makes it commit seppuku when I can start this all over again. <laughs> That's been me. This is Chris. Bye. Thank you, Chris, for that wonderful idea. I never thought of it before. All right, our next comic coming to the stage. I want you guys to give it up. I want you guys to give up your wallets, your keys, all your money, give up on comedy, give up on life, and make noises if you feel like it. For Warhawk Coffin, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, like, usually I'm all in favor of murdering pedophiles you know in general like fuck it murder the fucking murder the pedophile like in general i think it's good to murder (laughs) pedophiles that's how i feel about it (laughs) but in this one case i feel like you know what it's like it's it's like 
the Olympics are not supposed to be for professionals. It's supposed to be. They made an exception for the NBA because uh, the best basketball players in our in our nation are professionals. But technically, the Olympics is supposed to be for the people, and that's how I feel about murdering pedophiles. Like, it's no good if if you're gonna get the most fucking powerful people in the country to do it. We're supposed to do it for ourselves. <laughs> Community policing. So that's I don't I don't approve in this case. Even though I'm torn, is what I'm saying. I'm a little chafed about it. Cause like I don't know if you know, but when he supposedly attempted to self harm in prison, on a scale of one to Jeff Epstein was the worst. He tried to self harm, and uh, the way we know that is there was a report from his cellmate in prison who was an ex-cop who ended up in prison so it's like that checks out that sounds right i trust him why would an ex-cop who's in prison lie like i don't know it's good and then biden can't figure out where the shootings are happening michigan biden shouted out michigan that's not even close he said houston and michigan and then fucking Trump said uh, Toledo, Dayton, Toledo. I mean, you know, if you if you haven't spent a lot of time in Ohio, I guess, and, and you can't read, what? How would you? How would you even know? And then there's that picture uh, that I I haven't gotten around to making in my profile picture of Trump giving a thumbs up and smiling while Melania holds an orphan of the shooting so that's nice i don't really have a punchline for that but it's just heartwarming i'm inspired beto i read an article that suggested that white supremacists in the news would be good for white candidates like this is hard-hitting journalism i've it's working because i'm like well beto's from there so i guess he should i don't know can't really do my shitty arguments anymore like you know really biden should just run with pence that would be like he would definitely definitely win i think there's this guy who tried to assassinate trump i'm pretty sure he's a time traveler because i like i read about it and it the story doesn't really make a lot of sense it was like this autistic 16 year old from england uh wanted to assassinate Trump, so he flies into the middle of the United States and Trump has a rally in like a few hours, in like a, maybe a, a half a day in California. So then this guy has to drive all the way from the Midwest or whatever, all the way to California to try to kill Trump. And he doesn't have a weapon, this kid. So what he tries to do, my original theory was he was a Bernie guy because he tried to snatch a Secret Service weapon. So it's like socialist weapons. So I thought, I thought that was the angle. But I think he's a, I think he's a time traveler because First of all, why wouldn't you fly into the place where you're going, you know, if you have control over that shit? But if you're fucking with the space continuum or whatever, that makes sense. I, it checks out to me. And then second of all, after he tries to shoot a presidential candidate who ends up being the president, this guy is like barely a blip in the news. He just gets whisked back away and no one, no, it's just like it never happened. He's just gone. You know, you can't take fucking weapons through the fucking space continuum or whatever, so... 
So I think that's the answer. I think that's what we need. We need to find some more time travelers. But how? How do you do that? You do look pretty good. I, I, I'll say from here. <laughs> how do you do that? How do we find more time travelers? Somebody contact Rachel McAdams. Because that bitch will not stop fucking time travelers. She fucked Doctor Strange. She was the time traveler's wife. She's in about time with the travelers. And then she fucking, in the notebook, she's suspended across space and time through the power of forgetfulness. I had like four good naps as I got bumped. Usually doing bumps doesn't make me feel rested. <laughs> Should we do some material? I guess so. Fuck it. Um, I have my set list on my dick, so just everyone look away. To check. <laughs> you guys like Bernie? You like Bernie? Bernie? I'm a big Bernie guy. I love Bernie, man. I love Bernie Madoff so much. Like I love Bernie Madoff. Bernie Mad Bernie Madoff stole sixty five billion dollars. It's amazing. That's white privilege. That's phenomenal power I, I couldn't steal 65 billion dollars if I wanted to and I do Kelly I do want to what are you doing Monday Kelly <laughs> you have your own show now huh big man big man all right flexing on me I see what you're doing we're gonna have some some I want to come after some of these Monday mics you motherfucker no I'm kidding it's good I don't feel competitive I was watching some mammoth I was watching the Spanish prisoner you seen the, anyone it's got Steve Martin, Spanish prisoner. It's got uh, this white lady that I'm pretty sure fucked David Mamet because she's in every single one. I think they're married. That's the that's the classier way to say it. They're, I'm pretty sure they're married, but I mean, it's this, you know, whatever. Half a dozen. You good, CB? You all right? Cool. How, am I peeking? We're good. So I was watching the Spanish prisoner, and the premise of the film. Th by the way, this is not material. <laughs> Don't expect any punchlines in this bit. Uh, the premise is uh, this really nerdy, uninteresting white person. I guess you're supposed to like him because he's white. And you're like, oh, he must be likable. He's not a very interesting character, but he has a he's in control of a process. And they never say what the process is for. He came to see me. They never said he actually was going to turn, but I made him come in. I was like, Chris. And he was like, oh, fuck. They never say what the process is. But it's a process. They're ahead of the time on the process. And so they're trying to make sure the Japanese don't get a hold of it because they have an advantage. It's all very vaguely, you know, it's mammoth. But with less cursing, usually mammoth's like a lot of fucks, like fucks like jazz, like fuck, fuck, jazz. But it's like more, it's just like a lot of really esoteric weird. It's it's almost like he had brain damage when he wrote the dialogue because he's David Mammoth. Like he knows how to write dialogue. If you listen to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but then he writes The Spanish Prisoner and he gets all cute, you know? I f maybe he converted to Judaism and he was like healing. I don't know what happened. What I'm saying is I'm a failure because I once wrote a feature length screenplay in two weeks just out loud while I was trimming weed and talking to my wife at the time. I would just tell her the story and then write it down at the captain of police's house after when we went. He didn't sleep in the bed. He used to sleep in the closet, but he wasn't there at the time. He was leaving the closet because he foiled it. Uh, there was a concern. Apparent. This is the story I heard after he told me about doing blow off of a yacht. 
he was like, yeah, there were these, <laughs> you can't trust those pesky police of color. There's some people of color in the Richmond police station. Uh, apparently there was a new chief coming to town and these dirty people of color police officers, they were going to take him down. They're like, we're going to take this guy down. But my, um, my wife's cousin's husband was the captain of police of Richmond because he heard about the plot and he told the chief. So he got made the captain, but then these goddamn dirty people of color police officers, they still, they still kept plotting and eventually it worked. He got kicked. He's gone. He's not the captain of police of Richmond anymore, but he used to sleep in the, in the closet sometimes. No, that's from Munich. No, he would wake up. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of movies. <laughs> HD best HD is the best no he would he would wake up and just like make everyone get in the closet he would just be like everyone get in the closet right I think I'm pe am I peeking because he was scared that people were going to murder his whole family but now we all get that fear without the perks of being the captain of police of Richmond <laughs> he he gave me my he gave me his card he was like this is a get out of jail free card and so I called him once and so uh I called him to confess a murder in advance <laughs> one time because my housemate was threatening my wife and uh, so I was like not sure what to do because he like threatened my wife so I was like well we could I told my lady I was like we could leave town or I'm gonna go find a knife so she was like we can, we, let's leave let's go but before you know we were trying to decide and I called the captain police and I was like hey I'd like to c confess a murder in advance uh, my housemate threatened my wife. And then after that, we weren't as close anymore. But one time, this is true, he told me after, um, I don't know if you heard about the, uh, when they hiked the, the Muni Fair, uh, it was like, uh, maybe four years ago, they, they made this rule that if you jump the Muni, the Muni Fair, they'll murder you in the street on camera. <laughs> So uh, they killed this guy from Seattle for jumping the Muni Fair. So I wrote a song, I went like, police watch, bifocals, binocs, mini DV screenshots, all modern products. And then so I played the song, and I guess he heard it, and he told me one time, he was like, I think about that song while I'm working. I was like, that's crazy. He was like, I try to be a, try to be a good cop, and I think about your song. I'm like, wow. Well, can I borrow some money? These lyrics ain't free, boy. He told me another story that was a really nice story. Did I mention he said he did blow off a police yacht? Captain of police. He told me another story that was good. He said one time somebody murdered themselves in a picnic uh, table in a park. He like shot himself in the head. So he kind of decorated the table. And then the paramedics came, you know, and they did mouth to brain resuscitation. It didn't work. And so then they cleaned it up or whatever. So then... He said they after they cleaned it up, they had the area all cordoned off and they took down all the police tape. And as they're just like, we're getting ready to get the fuck out, he turns and he's like, there's this nice Hispanic family sitting down to eat a picnic on the table. They are just laying everything out right where the guy's brains had just been. I don't know why he mentioned they were Hispanic, but that was a part of the story. It's for an image. It's just a clear image, I guess. That's nice. People be like, I'll tell some jokes. You want to hear some jokes? All right, cool. <laughs> like, they've heard all my jokes before, but you haven't. Everybody, shut up. Shut your ears. Um, 
I just realized I should stop calling my brother a motherfucker. I saw this sign that said psychotherapist. Is that the kind of therapist you want? <laughs> Guys, I'm going to be on TV tonight. Um, thank No, hold your... Thank you. Uh, you can watch if you want. I'm going to um, buy some liquor at the grocery store. Check me out. Check me out on TV. My dog is a homosexual foot fetishist. My other dog is just free bleeding like a real fucking feminist, man. Oh, man. <laughs> like, we gave that car back. <laughs> that car had some extra coloration. I think it's good for the leather. Canine period blood. That's good for that. That wasn't real leather, I don't think. That was a really weird car because it had like a toupee. You saw that. It, it, like it didn't have it was like a sunroof with some like tape on it some cardboard and then someone we did such a good taping job that someone tried to break in and they like tried to pry up the they couldn't even fuck with the duct tape my wallet's hella fat right now because i had this duct tape wallet and it started breaking so i covered it over with more duct tape and now it's hella fat and i just kept making ellie laugh because i'd be like you like my new wallet it's brand new <laughs> new duct tape on my wallet I love my brother this isn't really a bit but I love my brother he's so he's my younger brother but I go to him for advice he's like very wise and I get lost in his eyes I'll just like gaze into his eyes and it's like staring at a lake like a like a deep pool and he's very quiet he doesn't really talk a lot he's kind of like a dog my brother and my dog talk about as much actually I love that fucking kid but he loves me because I spoil him when he, when he was like, when he was like an infant, like a baby, when he was like two and four and six. I would create these like elaborate live action role playing games for him. So like he would start as a prisoner of war in the corner of the basement and he would have to trick the guard, disarm the guard, kill the guard, then make his way to the next floor and he would like fight me all over the house. We would do cops and robbers games and shit. And so uh, now he just always wants to fight me. That's all he wants to do is fight me all the time. But my body is broken. I let him have one. And he won so quick. It was so instant. It's like, fuck you. I'm not. I'm retired. People be like. All right. We're all coughing, everyone. Uh, yeah, he runs a great show at Delirium, 8 o'clock, 16th Mission. Never forget. Go check it out. Laugh at people. Laugh at yourself. Uh, let's see. There's uh, How many people are left? One, two, three, four. Do you want to do a second set? Are you saying? Okay. All right. Uh, how many people? One, two, three, four. Uh, yeah, you can just go. Uh, here you go. Sabrina Miller again! That's right, transgender affirmative action. <laughs> um, do some short jokes because I don't think we have much of an attention span left right now. So I was, I was driving through uh, Utah, I was, and uh, got close to Salt Lake City, and I drove underneath a sign on the highway that read, um, 
And Jesus saves, but texting and driving kills. Yeah, Kelly just called bullshit on that one with his, with his facial expression. You're right, you would never see a sign like that in Utah because of the separation of church and interstate, of course. <laughs> oh, and so, so stupid. Um, let me open up the notebook here. It's a green notebook. You know what they say, comedians who choose the color green have above average IQs. Of all the comedians, we have the highest IQs, so. Um, so I'm wearing a bra. Well, I'm glad I looked at my joke notebook to remember that one, that I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a bra. I don't know why. The only reason I'm wearing a bra is because I'm in San Francisco. And there's no way that this bra is not a boob warmer for me, okay? This is like earmuffs for my boobs, the boob muffs, if you will. If I moved back east right now, I'd be a true feminist, you know? I'm like a transgender feminist. It's like I'm breaking new ground, you know? Like I wore this uh, dress here because fuck the Catholic Church and I didn't shave my underarms because like fuck the, fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, I don't know. I could like wear jeans. I could have worn jeans instead of the dress and I could have said, uh, it's like, yeah, fuck the patriarchy. It's awesome. Um, there's something to do. Right, I was, I was going for a walk in the hate uh, the other week, and I was just walking up a hill, speed walking up a hill, and this this male runner kind of just blew by me. You know, one of the serious runners. He had all the gear, and then I, he he didn't make it all the way up the hill because you know he was he just stopped and he was like, oh boy, and then I caught up with him, and I said, sir, you should smile more. You could run so much farther if you would just smile more. Actually, you should say that to a runner. You should, because it releases endorphins. It helps them to get through the pain gate. This is real, I'm not making up the pain gate. I know it sounds like something you would find at Folsom Street Fair, but this is a runner's term. I don't know, maybe it is at the Folsom Street Fair. Um, mm. Like, I don't know why Republicans are trying to kick out Mexicans, you know, and so I don't know why they're trying to send these immigrants back to, to, Mexican, uh, to Mexico. Um, yeah, that one's not ready yet. I'll come back to that one. A friend of mine wrote a love song, and one of the lyrics goes like this. It's like, we need love in the world. Love is the cure. It's really cute. And then he was struggling with coming up for a title for it and he, he asked my advice and I said, well, I think you should call it, uh, these lyrics have not been endorsed by the Food and Drug Administration, something like that. These lyrics are not in intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any, anyway, that's dumb. Should be the Food and Love Administration, I'll work on that one. Um, hmm, interview questions. I think that, uh, I think job interviews, I think they should be done on truth serum. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's get some applause for that. Job interviews on Truth Serum. That's, that's the kind of podcast I want to see. And uh, Kelly Evans. Yeah, you could be the first person on my podcast. I could be like, we could do a mock interview. And I, I could interview you. And I would ask you a lot of questions. The standard question is like, like, what do you think your greatest weakness is? And perhaps you would say sleeping. Yeah, I think it makes me very vulnerable to predators. I don't know, I'd have to do a bump of cocaine to do a good impression of Kelly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, 
Oh, I don't think you guys have heard this one. Sorry, I don't think y'all have heard this one. I should say y'all. You know, who knew the South was progressive all these years? What the? F <laughs> uh, so I know how we can. I know how we can solve climate change. We got like 14 months to prevent Earth from becoming the new Venus. So what we need is ecstasy and 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 speed. Not separately, but together. You've heard of like you've heard of a speedball, right, Kelly? You've heard of that. Well, like ecstasy and speed. That that would be that's that's like an Earth Day ball. Because ecstasy and speed, because we need to care about, we need to love the earth really, really fast. Really, really fast. So I could see you doing that bit. That's for you. I'm enjoying the set. That, that, wouldn't that be a perfect bit for uh, Kelly? Because he's, he's got the energy for that one. I don't quite have that. Um, questions. So I am, I am transgender. There's really no segue into that. Um, people ask me a lot of questions about my transition, you know. And one of the most common ones is what's the most difficult thing about being transgender? And I have to say, um, finding affordable housing in San Francisco. Oh my God. Jesus, I'm getting dizzy. Whew. Just like doing this. Um, too much coffee. It's too much coffee. Um, I won't be up here much longer. Ooh, seriously got dizzy. Oh, someone put cocaine in that coffee. Oh my God. Um, at the boulangere. At the boulangere. I sound like a gentrifier. At the boulangere in Coal Valley. Because I'm important. Um, mm. Time traveling comedians. I could do that one. I could do diet bipolar. Swallowing. Three kiss dick. Uh, war on pussy. Or lazy steps. Three kiss dick. Maybe. I don't know. I wonder how bartenders feel about assisted suicide. That's, I wonder about that one. Um, <laughs> it's talking about me. It's talking about being trans. I, 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 there was a, a, new, a new trans bit that I wanted to do. Um, I can't remember now. Um, how much more time I got? Like a minute or something? Sure. She's like, yes, wrap this up, Sabrina. <laughs> wrap this up. I'll do a little call back to Warhol's bit about time travelers, though. Like if you're a if you're a time traveler, I think it'd be really easy to hook up with other time travelers, like in the 70s, you know. But the 80s, you go to a, one of those parties, and one of those like uh, parties with all the coke. I guess that's what they did back in the day, like uh, what a dis disco and coke. And uh, you just kind of walk around the room, and you'd be like, oh, so uh, if anybody wants to hang out later, just go ahead and hit me up on the old FB wink. Just hit me up on Facebook, message me on Facebook, and. Uh, Time traveler to see if there's a paradox. More <laughs> about the rules of time traveling. Um, how to despair. Unintended consequences. Yeah, that's good. Okay, give it up for Rachel. Because I'm dizzy. Hi, uh, uh, I just really want to run it back on my Hawaii joke. Um, <laughs> said this. You, were, you weren't here for it. You weren't here for it. Okay, so you didn't hear. You're gonna hear probably a worse version of it. So uh, a little bit about me. I'm from the South. 
I'm from Hawaii. This is the southernmost state in the United States. I don't know if anybody you know that. And if you know that, um, that means I'm really against the admission of Puerto Rico. Because then that they would be, okay, no, that's not as good. Okay. Anyway, anyways. All right, let's move on to another stuff. So uh, I actually, today uh, I went to the Alamo Draft House. Anybody been to the Alamo Draft House down on Mission Street? Yeah. It's a really cool uh, movie theater, uh, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) so I was talking to one of my friends about it, and uh, apparently... Dude, I just wrote this joke and I fucking I don't okay, no, I shouldn't have done it anyway. So the suspense. Yeah, the suspense. Okay, no, I went to the Animal Draft House. I spent uh $60 on a movie and it was not worth it. It was not worth it. Uh it w- <laughs> I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Anybody seen that movie? Yeah, I don't like feet enough to have that have been worth it for me. You know, that $60, I could have... If you want to go to a movie and spend $60, I think... Uh, Is there food involved? Yeah, there was food involved. Like, why would you go to the Alamo Draft House and not buy food, though? Just for the movie? I don't know, Yeah, it's not a good bit yet. Or maybe ever. Hopefully never. <laughs> Cause I, I don't know. Okay, never mind. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? So I um, I rolled a joint for the first time uh, in two years, and uh, I still got it. You know, I still do. I didn't smoke it though, cause uh, I'm. Uh, it's just. It's, I think it belongs in the museum the joint. I th- I really do. It's I'm just bragging right now. It's very tight. It's tight. And uh I I I didn't I don't want to smoke it because It's not uh fuck. You know, I just wanted to use this time to try and like fucking riff out a few good tags or some just maybe a punchline or two this is not gonna this is not working as as planned bunch up bunch of premises that i just have on the black burner that i want to you know fucking fuck into god fucking shit dude holy shit i don't even have my notebook how much time have i been doing this feels like forever my mouth's drying up <laughs> i'm so I'm sweating. It's only been 45 seconds. Holy fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> uh time's actually going backwards. I'm doing time I'm doing some time like I'm bombing so hard. I'm time travel the time traveling bomber. Oh fuck. Holy shit. Dude, I was bombing so bad that my recorder stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, who bombs that mutiny, right? Fucking everybody. I have a note. Um, 
in my phone that just spicy food is addictive. Stockholm syndrome, maybe? Okay. Yeah. Uh, order Postmates, then rub one out. Yeah, he said he comes faster. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks for the light. <laughs> Sweet 16 pity invite. Okay, that was a while ago. They didn't have to fucking tell me. Um. Anyway, I'm just going to fucking just get... I wasted so much time there. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize to Mutiny Radio. I'm not sorry, okay. Is that... Never Cody Abbey, everyone. Don't worry about bombing. We Don't worry about bombing because we all like looking better than you. It's great. <clears throat> it's great. So welcome back to the stage. Kelly, everybody, Evans. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to be quick. I only have a couple jokes. I want to tell, uh, my, my ex-girlfriend was really into astrology and I fucking hate astrology. I can't, listen, not for like, I don't think it's too mystical. All right. That's fine. If that's why you believe it. I don't like astrology because people are always highlighting their weaknesses as if they're charming. Like, uh, I'm a Gemini, which means I have two personalities. Sometimes I'm pretty happy, but then I can be a little sassy sometimes. Sassy, Stacy. You mean like when you call my mom a bitch at Thanksgiving? I mean, she was being a bitch, but you didn't have to say it, okay? That's my job. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. I mean, you know, I can't be too mad uh, at astrology because she believed in astrology, uh, but she also believed in me, right? So that was two things she was wrong about. That was <laughs> That's just sad. <laughs> all right, ah, I got to figure out a way to say that. Ah, I'm going to flip that one. All right, uh, what else? Uh, I also hate people who say... Uh, the universe is telling you something, you know, like I, Steve didn't text you back. That's just the universe telling you you're not meant to be together. Like, no, that's Steve telling you you have too many cats, just less cats. Maybe he would call you back. I'm just saying maybe he's allergic. You know, there could be a thousand reasons. Maybe, uh, he's a serial killer, you know, like he's gonna, maybe that's why your cats keep disappearing. Is this going in a dark direction? I feel like Probably serial killers, right? Am I right? No, I don't have anything for that. Uh, there was something about serial killers, though. <laughs> um, it's gonna sound weird, but uh, actually, <laughs> I don't know if I believe in marriage or like long-term relationships. Really, I just feel like uh, you're taking on all of somebody else's problems, and uh, I can barely handle my own. Okay, like I have made a lot of bad decisions, mostly financially. That's uh, but you know, like I can't afford marriage. Period. Uh, and my friend told me he's like, you just need to date a successful woman. Okay. Cool. Uh, but successful women uh, don't date poor dudes. That's just like, they know what a gold digger looks like, all right? They're women. <laughs> Some of their best friends are gold diggers. That's what I'm saying. All right. I'm saying if you look at the proportions, typically, 
<clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's <laughs> bridge loans. Um, taking everything in a divorce. What else? I think I got one more. Ooh. Um, no. All right. Fuck it. Okay. How about this? All right. Anybody lived in the city for a while? All right. You've been here for how many years has everybody been here? You've been here. How long? Three and a half years? Oh, three? Less than a year. Shit, so you guys don't know yet. And you don't live here. All right. So you know San Francisco is known for some very uh, obnoxious traditions. Uh, I think the the biggest one for me is SantaCon. Do you two know what this is? Yeah, SantaCon. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, it's basically where a bunch of dudes wake up really early, dress up as Santa Claus, and ruin the dreams of all young children in that area. You know, they're just like, I mean, could you imagine? Like, okay, maybe you're not getting this. Santa Claus is like kid's hero, all right? Like, imagine if your hero, I don't know, hypothetically is R. Kelly, and you hear, maybe he did a couple bad things, right? Like, you're going to be a little upset about it, right? I mean, it might spoil your image. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, kids don't get, you know, they get it. They understand reality from fiction. They know that's not really Santa Claus. Really, we're talking about people who believe that a fat man dresses up in a suit and squeezes down your chimney uh, for millions of children in one night a year and is not on meth somehow. Like, really, that's, I mean, I think they're going to be a little disappointed when Santa Claus uh, punches that elf in the face. You know what I'm saying? You should see. Go out. Hang out, SantaCon. All right. There's, I'm working on that. I, you know, the idea is just that San Francisco hates children. That's pretty much it. San Francisco is just doing everything they can to ruin the dreams of children, uh, whether it's dressing up for Beta Breakers or SantaCon or, I don't know, you tell me. What, what is your favorite celebration for the city, huh? What do you like to dress up as? Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's. Uh, that's my time. All right. Thank you very much. I'm Kelly Evans. All right, everyone. That was Kelly Evans again. We have like seven minutes left. Do you want to do another set, Warhol? Okay. I'll just pick up where you leave off, or I won't say anything again. I don't know. We'll see. Um, your mom believes in astrology, but she also believes in you, so I guess she didn't read the signs. <laughs> That's the best I got for you, my buddy. You got that one Superman cowlick on? That is great stuff. I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. Poverty's like quicksand. It drags you down. It's hard to find a foundation. Uh, the main difference is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. <laughs> Annette Mullaney tries to argue this point. She's like, oh, you haven't seen quicksand porn. Like, Annette, you didn't fuck your way out of quicksand. You're too clean. I'm older than Jimi Hendrix, and I still can't play guitar. Eric Clapton can shred on guitar, and he can't latch a frickin' window. When I was a kid, my mom bought me an ice cream, and uh, it, that's what happened to my ice cream, actually. Gravity. 
like I licked it and it just fell on the sidewalk as I stepped out of the shop. So I'm I'm looking at the ice cream and my mom and my mom's like, sorry, I don't have any more money. But then she reaches in her pocket and she finds a five and she bought me some more ice cream. But this time, in order to make sure it would be safe, she licked my ice cream really hard and just pushed it down really hard with her tongue to make sure it didn't fall off. And I'm she actually did that for the rest of my childhood, and I'm pretty sure that's why I'm obsessed with deep throating. Um, let's do a language lesson, a quick language lesson. Uh, an Asian porn star is Japanese. The ancient art of bukake is oriental. It's a grammar lesson. I was at the bar, uh, Dalva, right by Delirium, and the bartender leaned across, and he was talking to these two women, and he goes, but old ladies don't know what bukake is. And I had to interject. I was like, old ladies know what bukake is. Can we get a round of applause for how much better my dog is than Mark Norris? Old ladies know what bukake is. They just remember it as Paris. I told that joke in a nursing home. It killed. <laughs> it murdered. I think it would be awesome to be a be awesome to be a special ed teacher because if you fail, it's not your fault. You know, told that joke one time at a smoke shop. It was like a smoking club and like everyone was mad at me. But there's this one person in the audience. She had Down syndrome and she just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. She thought it was hilarious. I'm not gay. The way I know I'm not gay is every time I have sex with men, I don't enjoy it. That's how you know. I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukake fetish. You can't do that on television. I've seen all these signs, all these articles and headlines of like top five richest black billionaires, the richest black billionaires in the United States, the top 10 richest black billionaires worldwide. No one is writing articles about the poorest black billionaires. Those are my favorite black billionaires. I saw this young white girl on the sidewalk. She picked up a clear plastic bottle cap and popped it in her mouth. And she realized her mom wasn't watching, so she spat it out, ran in front of her mom, and did it again. And I think that girl is going to sleep around a lot when she gets older. Because if you're willing to put street trash in your mouth to get your mom's attention. Let's see. Oh. I accidentally called Andrew. Let's see if I have anything new to uh, drool onto the mic. Oh, okay. This is a sincere question, and I want you guys to all, please, uh, if you if you have any answers for me, I want to know who, you can just shout it out. You have my consent. Who is America's favorite rapist? Who do you guys think? Who do you? Cosby, Cosby is a co America's favorite rapist. Anyone? Do you know? Who do you think? Cosby Trump. It could be Trump. Most popular. He technically didn't get the popular vote, but he's the most electoral racist. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, let's see. How do you know if you see a windowless van, how do you know if it's a kidnap or a murder van? Get 
I guess it depends on like how far it is in the process. Uh, this joke is just dare, and I agree. Dra uh, drugs are really expensive. Dare, dare to save up for drugs. Uh, Rachel, you're so good. You're so good at answering my questions. I have another one. Uh, do me a favor, Rachel. Could you please explain racism to a blind man? Take take your time. Interesting. But he doesn't know what white is because he's been blind for his whole life. 